pray now. <laughs> Amen. Now let's go to our message. The greatest request of prayer. Uh, I say it greatest request of prayer because most of the way we pray is like what we passed, uh, brother, uh, brother Craig uh, exhorted last night, which is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. I'm struck on that because I'm also belong to this kind of. It says here. This is about this is from uh, this is about giving, fasting, prayer, and fasting. So, this Lord Jesus Christ saying how the attitude of the Pharisee during that time, and then he said in uh, in verse eight, "Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your Father know what things you have need of before you ask Him." So it means to say, God knows what we need. But my prayer, my personal prayer always, I say, I, I, give me that, give me this, give me that, give me. Huh? I, me, I, me. It's me to say, it's, 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 it's personal, all's personal, but it's to, totally contrary to this uh, prayer request, or uh, prayer of Paul to the Colossians. Huh? So we will go there. So then, so before we we start, uh, let's pray first. Father, our gracious and merciful God, who created heaven and earth, who saved us from destruction. Give us the grace which we don't even deserve. Thank you, Lord, for all of this. Father, we come in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Give us the wisdom, understanding to your word. And to me, Lord, just talk to me and preach your word. And open the heart of our brethren, every one of us, to receive your blessing this morning. And use this. Whatever we learn, while we are living in this world, we always apply it into our life. This is our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, the greatest request of prayer, that's why below you see the foundation of believers' life. This is very important for us, not only everybody. Hopefully, we will learn something on this. So, we see what we study. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to decide that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience, long-suffering with joyfulness. said, Brother James, what is the special prayer there? What is the greatest prayer? Once we study it, we will know it. Because say, say there, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, verse 9, do not cease to pray for you and for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge. So it means to say, since, so 
mean to say, Paul, he heard something which is ahead. That's why he did not stop praying for the Colossian church. So that is in, uh, in verse 7 in, verse, uh, in Colossians. As you also learn of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declare unto us your love in the Spirit. So it means to say, he heard this, that the Colossian church, they already a true believer. They accept the Lord Jesus Christ. They are worshiping the true God. Huh? That's why he said it in verse 8, who also declare unto you your love in the Spirit. That's why in verse 9, this is what he said, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you. Why Paul said that? Of course, there should be also a reason behind that. We will uh, look at that later. So, Epaphras, okay, now let's continue now. This on the, I just want to, you, to bring you in that location during that time. In that so, Paul was in prison, right? This, this is uh, one of the five uh, prison letters of Paul. When writing the Colossian believers, at some point, he had visited by Epaphras. He is the leader of Colossian church. Okay. So, that is Colossian. In second missionary of Paul, he go through all these churches. And then, on the third one, he, he want to go back again. That is the attitude of Paul. He's coming back on those churches. So when he went there, he is in Ephesus. If you read Acts from 18 to 19, he is there in Ephesus. From uh, Corinth, he went to Ephesus because they are chasing him and tried to kill him. Then he went to Ephesus and he want to go to go because uh, they are chasing him. But the Lord told him in a vision that he stay in Ephesus. So he stayed there for 18 months to teach to minister in the church. So during that time, probably, Epaphras is there. And he become a, 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 a believer and learn from, from, uh, from uh, Paul. That's why it says here, at some point he had visited by Epaphras, he is the leader of Colossian church. He traveled from Colossian to Rome as he some counsel and advice on how to handle the false teaching that had been skipped in the church. I will continue again on the next page. This one is trying. Paul had never visited the Corinthian church. It means to say he never been there. But because of this Epaphras uh, believer, he became a Christian. That's why he said in verse 8, in verse 7, he said, As I learned of Epaphras, our fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ? So it means to say, probably is the leader of the church, is maybe is the pastor there. So they never see it face to face. Was unable to visit them because Paul is in prison. <clears throat> so let's go back now. So this is the location of. of uh, so it means to say, he is in Ephesus. He never went to Colossians. 
So it doesn't know the believer there. But because of Epaphras, Epaphras he travel from see you see the map. From Colossian he travel up to Cilicia. Uh, Cilicia means to say this is where Romans now. Huh? So he travel because there is some problem. There is some issue. He need to get uh, an advice. Uh, he travel from Colossians to Rome as he needs some counsel and advice on how to handle the poor teaching that creep it into the church. Uh, even, of course, you go there because Paul is a God-chosen apostle to the Gentiles and it was natural to seek advice from him. So, the purpose of this Colossian letter to encourage the church and its believers to get free of false teaching and to continue in the church. Uh, so, so we look at it already. He doesn't know them. Uh, he never been there. So, what they need to know, they need him for the false teaching, which is extremely dangerous, and the very ministry of the church is threatened. What did we do since he is in prison? We can do only two things, right? He could write them and share the word of God in a letter, which is this Colossian epistles. And then also in this letter, he said you can read it also in other churches, like in La- Laodicea. Huh? And then he could pray for them. Both of these, he did it. Right? That's why Paul prayed for them. For this both, the present passage covers his prayers. But he asked God to do for the Colossian believers, even believers at this present and future time. This also applies to us. So this is also for us. So now we are there, huh? So now let's look at the context of the scripture. What Paul uh, message to us this morning. So everything what we did here, this passage is talking about everything in the behavior or foundation of Christian life must be related to rebel truth. Right? So whenever we have been encouraged, whenever we have to do something, huh? whatever they want us to do, or any anything that we are going to do, we always... Uh, there is there is always related to a rebel truth. All truth and acceptable behavior in our society is based on absolute. But I'm trying to say this: whatever you do in your life, there's always a basis of truth or absolute. There's always a basis. Huh? All truth and acceptable behavior in our society is based on absolute. Other terms of absolute with is law. For example, huh? here, uh, if I drive in Samal Road, 145 kilometers an hour, or hundred, if I've been caught by the police, what will happen to me? I've been reprimanded because I violate the absolute. Because what they put there, you can only drive up the speed limit is 120, 
but there is allowance under the 40. So when you cross that, you will be caught. So what, what you are doing? You are misbehaving on the law, on the, on the truth, on the revealed truth, or absolute. If I go to Alcor, in Alcor you can buy, in the shop there, you can buy using cash, using credit card, maybe check. But if I go there and shoplifting, if uh, they show me on the CCTV, I've been reprimanded also because I violate the truth, the law. So that's what we are saying here. All truth and acceptable behavior of society is based on absolute. So in Romans 7, verse 7, what shall we say this? That's why Paul, look at the scripture. Huh? What shall we say then? Is the law sin? No. Paul said, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known coveting except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. But what Paul is saying is says that the only way that I can evaluate the morality of my deed is to find an absolute, to find a law somewhere, to find a standard somewhere. If we don't have that, what will happen? We should have a chaos. Huh? So, so then all spiritual behavior is based on, evaluated on the basis of absolute, established in the word of God. Right? And then there are some fellow Christian or Christian, it's sad to say, to realize that most of Christianity for many years have tried to live on high moral level without really knowing the Bible. They don't know the absolute in the Bible. They don't know the principle. They don't know what it means. Huh? Without really understanding the absolute, without understanding the principle revealed in the, in the scripture. But Paul saying in the Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. What is the object of prayer? To decide. Let's go back. Huh? To decide that you are filled with what? Knowledge of its will. So, what's our point here? You cannot do anything. Uh, you cannot check your morality or you cannot uh, act as a moral or spiritual person, if you don't know the absolute, if you don't know the Bible. That's why Paul here, that's why Paul came on that prayer request saying that for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will within all wisdom. So, but he desired to build what? Knowledge of his will. Knowledge of the word of God and his will. But you have had the basis of knowledge before, behavior can proceed from it, right? If you don't know, how can you proceed? So to know God and his will and to conform with it. So that is the prayer of Paul. We are still in the introduction. So let me give you an illustration. I know everybody read Romans. From verse 1 to 11, I, from chapter 1 to 11, if you look at it, they are all instruction. All principles. All is there. But when you read verse 12, I beseech you therefore, 
Yeah. Brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice. He said, this it was you behave. This is your attitude. Because you know already revealed truth, the law, the absolute. What he want us to do? Our behavior, present our body, a living sacrifice, and let your mind be transformed. So if you read that, you can see it all there. So that they, then therefore, and then, in verse 12, he said, Now therefore, brethren, here's what you will do. Then the basis of behavior is simply a, a knowledge of God's truth, and that's why that we must know the principle of the Word of God. Without that, we cannot evaluate our own attitude or morality. Without that, even in this world. So, that's Paul's prayer here in Colossians. Huh? It looks in, look in verse 9. I'm praying for you and I desire that you might be filled. It means total control. Not, not by a superficial understanding, but by deep knowledge. What? Of his will, of his absolute, of his standard. Deep knowledge. We need to know what is saying based on this. Then you will be filled with the knowledge of spirit in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Once you know the deep knowledge, what the wisdom will, will is there. That's turning of all that information into a principle that can be applied to life. That is Pastor Jared's definition. Which is correct, precise, simple. Because many people saying, I'm spiritual, but they don't know the absolute. It's not. Wisdom turning all of the information into a principle. And then apply it to life. The same thing in the work. You know how to do calculation like that? You can apply it, you can build a house. So that is wisdom. So Paul asking us to be filled. Deep knowledge on the word of God. That we got the word of God, the wisdom will come. <clears throat> Plus the spiritual understanding what our Lord wants us to do, His will. That leads us to verse 10 and 11. Now, this is the principles. When you know God's truth and you know God's principle and you have turned them into applicable reality, there's going to super result and there they come. In 11 and in chapter 10 and 11. They might, that you might walk worthy of the Lord, pleasing, fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, Laban is strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering in joyfulness. When you read it, I read it several times. Once you meditate it, and once you talk to God in your heart, spend time with Him. Early morning, midnight, uh, Whenever it's available, my pastor Delphine told me, she said, Brother, when you study, always open. Whenever you see, wake up in the morning, look at it, meditate on it. 
when you come back from office, meditate on it. When you, when, every time you saw it, you go there and look at it and study it. It will reveal the truth. And you may know, he said, what the Word's saying to you. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. So let's look at the five, five things are going to take place in our life when we have got a hold of God absolute and law. Five things. Verse 10, it's there. No? It's there. We are going to walk worthy once you have the law. Once you know that understood it, your behavior will change because you work worthy. And then you will be fruitful. And then you will grow. And then you will strengthen. And we are going to be, to be all patient. This all apply to us, even me. Then, now let's just look at it. Let us look at it quickly. What Paul telling us or what Paul prayer request to the Colossian believers and to the believers at present and for the future believers. This is his prayer. By the way, if you look at this again, verse 1 to 9, ay, verse 9 to 11 is the petition, is the request. We, remember, we study a prayer. You have a petition, you have a desire. And these two parts. And from 12 to 14, that is the praises. Uh, so I cut it because different and uh, we don't have so much time. Okay. Let's look verse 1. Point 1. We are going to work worldly. Walk means we set our lives, our behavior, and conduct after Christ. When we walk worldly, no? we walk. Peristasesai. That's in, uh, in Greek. And in worthy, axios, means to have the weight of unto the Lord all pleasing. Mean to say, your behavior, conduct, and then worth. You need to, it means to say, you, you uh, worthy. It means to say, important. No? Worthy, important for you. <coughs> And then, what all this means? It means a daily conduct. You work worthy your everyday life according to the conduct of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a picture of living day to day. It is our past position. It's our, it, is, it is our position pleases our Lord. That's why it says that, that you might work worthy of of the Lord unto all pleasing. If we are working worthy to the Lord, we are pleasing our Lord because we are following His walk. The Lord Jesus Christ walk. Two. So we are going to be fruitful. That's what it says in verse 10 again. Continue. Being fruitful in every good works. See? Being fruitful so that others are blessed. If you are fruitful, what you will do if you, you know the absolute, you work worthy with the Lord, and you, you follow the Lord Jesus Christ's life, of course, you will be productive. Whenever you go, you always say, Oh, kapatid, uh, 
You know, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, do you know him? You always share the gospel. It's with you. And they'll see your life. What will happen? Your testimony and the way you talk, the way you, you, your attitude on daily conduct, they'll see it. You are the greatest testimony. And what will happen? You will be fruitful. Huh? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See? And then in Peter 2.12, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah? Those unbelievers, you need to be honest with them and that whereas that you speak, even they speak against you, you know? that they may, then still they will see by your good work which they shall be they shall behold glorify in the day of salvation. We to say what? You will be honest with them even they do evil things to you. Do a good work to them. And stand to glorify God. Believe me, at the end of the day, they will be Christian also. They will receive the salvation from our Lord Jesus Christ. The same thing happened to me. I always argue. I always persecute my wife. But at the end of the day, because what I'm saying, when I said, turn off the light, stop reading the Bible, he never mentioned even a single word. But at night, he's praying for me. Then I became a Christian. Three. Uy. Uy. Three. We are, we are going to grow. That's what this verse says there. Huh? Again. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Our increasing growing in knowledge. It means to say we become matured. That's why I'm saying other people, they said, I'm already matured physically, but to the absolute of the word of God, to the law, to the knowledge, deep knowledge, we cannot see. In the way they walk, in the way they grow. So maturing is the great goal of every believer, right? That's our goal. What makes you grow? God's word, God's root, and, and the key is knowledge. Without this, we cannot say or we cannot act <coughs> spiritual. So this is the prayer of Paul. Now he's saying, you are going to work worthy. Now you are, work. you are to be fruitful and and grow. And now we go to point number four. We become strengthened. Strength. In verse 11, it says, Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. There's another thing that's going to happen from the knowledge of God's principle that you're going to find that you're strengthened. Strengthened, what's that? It's a present participle which means has continuous action strengthen every day you know sustaining power according to his glorious power Ephesians 3 16 is saying that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man with our inner be- being our outward man does indeed suffer and tear but every day the inner man receives press strength because of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, 
we will get that power. One illustration there, also in the scripture, this is what we're going to read. In, Cor- in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. But you have this treasure in earthen vessel, jar of clay, that the excellency of power may be of God and not us. We are troubled on every side, yet not despair. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. This is what will happen to us. You said it, earthen vessel, this is our physical body. It's not our strength. Let's look on other translation. So that we can easily, maybe I can read it on LNT. Who can read it that in uh, other translation? That is Second Corinthians chapter. Four. I will read it, brethren, in verse 7, what is said here. Okay. We now have, verse 7, we now have this light shining in our heart, but we ourselves are like fragile clay containing the great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. That is in verse 7. See? We are pressed on every side by troubles. We are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. That's verse 8. Verse 9. We are hunted down, never abandoned by God. We get knocked down but we are not destroyed. See, this is what will happen. When you get the strength from the, from our Lord, once you got the deep knowledge and this principle, your outward, you will suffer, your physical trapper and tear, tatandaka, you have some uh, uh, stress, everything. No? Every day you receive strength, because what we study here is that in verse seven that. It makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Yeah? The excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. See? We have that. We experience that. But once you have the power, uh, the, the knowledge, the principles, you know the reveal, the absolute, you have been distracted, you have been pressed on each side, perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not spray. Maybe when you are in boxing, you box, you box with the Manny Pacquiao. Still, you are standing because Manny Pacquiao. Huh? So this is the benefits what we are studying when we understand the deep knowledge of God's principle. You, uh, we are going to be strengthened. Five. All patience means. I read it five. If it is the last, yeah? And to all patient and long suffering with joyfulness. See, all patient means 
deliberate endurance. Which means say you have the stamina, and you're going to have a long suffering. In James 1 verse 2 to 4, this what said. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Production. He said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. We have to be happy. Yeah. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work patience. But let patience have perfect work that you may be perfect and entire want nothing. So, if you look at this on a physical illustration, this ring, no? when you get this, this is just maybe a bar, small bar. Uh, it's, it's a raw, 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 but, or a, a, a raw, raw gold. When they put it in the furnace, a furnace and a furnace, there's a, there's a process there. Maybe first uh, melting and then separation no? in, uh, in, in chemistry. Separations, uh, all those impurities separate, and then another separation, remove the air, remove the gas in our uh, oil and gas, and then at the end, it's a finished product. It's a gold, <coughs> like that. But, when the one who will make it into shape, still it pass it to a furnace so that he can, he can shape it on what he want. When it's finished, it's shining. That's what we are going to endure. We are going in to endure all this suffering, what we have in our life. Because you know the truth. You have a deep knowledge of the absolute of God. Then you walk worthy. Uh, you will grow. What else? You'll be strengthened and then you have this patience. That's why I saw many... When I'm still young uh, Christian, that uh, when even when I have an encounter that I try to teach uh, one believer, one uh, he never uh, he never uh, get mad on me because he has a long patience, he has stamina because he knows the absolute, he knows the word of God. So that's what Paul said here. Once you pass with it, for all this suffering, all this testing. All kind of temptation, you don't want nothing. Whenever you endure with patience and long suffering, the key of this thing and product is joy. You see, whenever you have suffering, whatever uh, situation, look at the Christian. They are still happy. He uh, said, "Oh Lord, oh, no problem, Lord. I know you are there. You will not forget me. You will not forsake me. You give me something." Uh, that's why I'm saying, "Have you seen a Christian?" Who is begging on the road? Have you seen? I saw Qatari. I saw Emirati. Uh, what else? I saw other nationality begging on the road. They are wealthy. But Christian, you don't. Because the promise of the Lord, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. The key to that, you need to know. The absolute, you have a deep word and according to His will. That is the Paul, that is Paul prayer. See the prayer of Paul? You don't see I. You don't see me. That's why I can say that is the greatest prayer request. So, we always do that way that we need to glorify God first on everything what we do. 
We need to study this, this absolute, the word of God. Without this, we, we don't know the revealed truth. That's why we say, oh, what's happening to me? Because you don't know this. No? Oh, I thought uh, God wants me to do something. And then it's not according to his uh, revealed truth on the absolute. Then your life is messy. Then you say, oh, I'm a Christian by God. So if you know this, if you know, that's why Paul said, this is the five things that I'm praying for you that you will acquire. Once you get the deep knowledge, you understand the revealed truth, and His will. Application principles. Paul prayers to know God's truth that the bottom line of absolute. We cannot do any action if you don't know the truth. You cannot do any right action. And once you all that, the behavior just going to come right out of it. That's true. In your work, if you don't know the law, you don't know the principles, you cannot write, you cannot do something. Once you know, coming out, okay, said, your boss said, okay, your report is good, perfect. So, then what will happen? You're going to work worthy and to all pleasing. See, God is pleased on the way you live. You're going to be fruitful. Whatever you do, it's fruitful. Because you know God's truth and the absolute. You're going to grow. After you grow, you become matured and strengthened. And you will be strengthened. Because you grow, you need to be strengthened. And you endure anything, all suffering. And then you are still smiling. Thank you, Lord. With joy in your heart. Remember, joy is not happiness. No? Different. Joy is internal being. It just come out when you know the word of God. Happy is what? Oh, I'm happy. I watch TV. I watch Mani Pacquiao. That's happiness. Joy, you cannot count it. Whatever situation in your life, joy is still there. Never leave you. Do we get that? How do we get that kind of life? Be filled with the knowledge of His will. Make principles and apply them and live with them. If we don't do it, if we don't live with them, we don't apply them, it's still nothing. So we follow. So this is the application principles. So this is, we say, that's why the greatest prayer because of this. The prayer of Paul to the Colossians. This is, I say this, this is the foundation of our believer's life. We need to know it. Let's pray. Father God, once again, we thank you for your reminder to us, to the prayer of Paul, to the Colossian believers, and to us also, Lord. Lord, thank you for this uh, uh, exhortation. Thank you for uh, your word. We pray, Lord, that nail this in our heart. Penetrate it in our mind. Nail it, seal it, Lord, so that whenever we walk in this world, the people behind, around us, they see that we are worthy walking on day to day through you, according to your Son, Jesus Christ. And we grow from there, and we strengthen, and all suffering and persecution, we will endure it. Still at the end, the joy is there because... You are our God, our Savior, 
and He never leave us, whatever situation in our life. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for your uh, uh, reminding to every one of us. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.